Hey, everybody. This is Vicki. And next to me, hundreds of miles away, is my dear, sweet friend and our sister in Christ, Claire Watts. And she is the first person that we invited to be on the leadership team. I've known Claire for years. And uh, she's a wonderful woman of God with a powerful testimony. And I'm not going to do a lot of talking. I'm going to just turn this over to her. She's the first one we're introducing on the leadership team. And there will be more to come in the days or weeks, probably weeks ahead, because some of our crew is out on the water. So, so uh, Claire, jump in, sis. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to say this, that uh, I have a big, a big, big, long life of testimony, but I'm not going to bore you with it all because it's too complex and too involved. But I was born in New Zealand way back uh, during the war. And uh, life in New Zealand was very much like the British life. Now, wait a minute. Which war? There have been uh, so many in the last hundred years. Which well, one? Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Because, you know, it wasn't the First World War. No, I know that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but I mean, you know, just kind of to give everybody an idea. This is a woman of great wisdom. And God's kept her around for, for a long time. And her work's not done. So you go ahead. Which war was that? Don't say it was the Civil War. It wasn't no. the... <laughs> although it looks well, like we as, might as go ahead as, as a, a person who lived in Australia for many many years when I left New Zealand would say you'll get yours Alice <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, no I, I was born during the second world war and after a life of rejection isolation, sin, failure. I hungrily reached out to God and his love when I joined a church. My future husband and his family attended. I loved the word, but I had no idea that I had joined a church that was so legalistic and so unloving, controlled by a pastor who ruled it with an iron fist. The women who were, were kept in isolation we were not allowed to have fellowship with each other or have friendships within the church. Loneliness and the lack of God's love drove me to question things. And now after eight years of marriage and two beautiful children, I was lost in despair and I was sent to Coventry by those who were supposed to nurture God's lambs. I was cruelly told by my that my marriage was over now when I questioned, questioned some of the teachings there and refused to get answers uh, back at me. The church evicted me as uh, me as well. And I was deceived by them to sign custody of the children away, which I found out after the signature was on paper. For 21 years, I was lost and spiritually crushed, believing God hated me and I was an anathema in his sight. The pastor abusing scripture had cemented in my spirit the belief uh, that, man, that this man of God and God's holy word were right and I was headed for hell. 
It took 21 years and the encouragement of a beautiful, loving friend, Grace, a church leader who came to Australia uh, to serve there, to give me the courage to look at what has happened and God's love and grace to reveal his truth and his love to me and set me free. And that began a journey way back in 1991 of just God in my life ministering to me and showing me the way through his word by the power of his Holy Spirit. And it has set me free. Oh, Praise God. That's that's awesome. I, you guys, I know Claire's testimony, testimony more in depth than what she shared here. And for yes. the sake of time, we've tried to, she has really, she's really condensed it, but there's some powerful um, lessons in that testimony of going through all of the hardship and all of the years of all of the rejection and feeling so very alone and brokenhearted. And I am going to, because I just said that just said that, Claire, I'm going to go ahead and insert this. Claire is the pastor of Meet Him at the Well, which is the women's ministry we have on Facebook. I think we have like 500 and some women that are there now. And then, uh, but she's also the pastor of a ministry I started. When was that? Do you think it was like around 2014, 2015? Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. In a while. And I only had it for a very short time and really felt impressed that the Lord wanted me to give that ministry over into Claire's hands. Very absolutely capable hands. And so uh, broken heart, the Broken Hearted Church is also on Facebook. And as yeah. Claire and I talked earlier this morning, we were talking about uh, a I don't know if it's okay with you to share that uh, dream or that vision you had about the Titanic yeah. at this point, yeah. but I think that would be so perfect for, because we have a lot of people that are in that same place, feeling rejected by the yes. church, not yes. understanding really what yes. the church is, yes. and actually just being rejected by denomination, by structure, mm -hmm. by institution, because it's all about control in those settings, denomination, yes. non-denominational, what it doesn't matter. You know, when man, when it's man's setup, it's yes. not good. It's yes. not good. There may be some good things in it, but it's not good because it's still man stepping in front of God and saying, here, I'll, I will figure this out for you. You didn't do a good enough job, God. So, okay. So, and that's probably going to ruffle some feathers, but that's really true. So go ahead and share with us, if you would, your testimony about the Titanic. Well, well, first, first of all, you know, uh, just saying, adding to what you said, that Jesus said he would build his church. Right. And the gates of hell would not prevail against it. He also command, to, commanded us to worship God in spirit and in truth. And those who worship God must do so in spirit and in truth. He didn't say uh, a, a, a building. He said it's spiritual. It's a relationship with him. And that's what I, it took me so long for me to find out and discover that it was my relationship with him that was what, what my life was being built on. Not with a, an organization, not with a man's structure. It had to be a one-on-one -on -one thing. So I was out walking one day uh, having my, um, my prayer walk every afternoon in the forests 
uh, in the hills where I lived in Australia. And as I was walking, all of a sudden, in front of me, everything went dark, and there was the Titanic, about 200 yards away, standing on her bows in the water. She was like almost about to go down. She was like that. And I could see these people jumping off the Titanic into the water and the, this lifeboat picking them up as, that's, as they jumped. And then all of a sudden, I'm standing on the deck of this very steeply sloping deck of the ship and trying to keep my footing in watching these people jumping into the water down there. But I could hear voices, voices coming from the inside of the hull of the ship. I could hear voices crying out for help. And I could hear God's voice saying to me, these are the wounded, these are the injured, these are the sick, these are the dying, these are the deaf, these are the people who can't find their, their way out, they're, they're, they're lost, and they're, they're searching for a way out, they're searching for help, crying out for help before the ship sinks, and, and he said to me, well, you can either jump and get saved with the rest of them, or you can go in and take them out one by one. And I realized the danger I was putting myself into by doing this, but I knew that I didn't have an option. I couldn't jump. I so I turned and walked towards the door. And as I walked towards the, the first door that I that that was on the side of the ship there, the, the dream faded. And and I was stunned. I was, I, I, I stood where I was, had been walking and I said to the Lord, what was that? What was the Titanic? And he said, the Titanic is man's built church. And the and, lifeboat, the life raft is. Yes, and the life raft was Jesus Christ. Life raft is Jesus Christ. Right, yeah. Yeah, there are people that are so lost in the church today. They just feel like, and I've, I've heard so many people say, or read in comments or email, so many people say they're, they're not feeding the people. They don't talk about, somebody I was just talking with yesterday, just a very precious sister in Christ was talking about how uh, she's on the East Coast, like you are, Claire, and she's up in uh, Connecticut. And she's talking, her name's Hallie, and she was talking about how all these different places, all these different churches up there, she said, you go, you don't hear them preach about repentance. No. You don't hear them preach about, so people just think they're just going along and they're, they're thinking that they're okay, not realizing because there are pastors and preachers and whoever they are in leadership authority that are not telling the full that, That's truth. right. And, and that's in the big churches too. Yes, it's like Brian that. Houston said he didn't believe that, that, that we needed to repent. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of, and you know, for all of their different reasons, or whether they've been deceived or they're just trying to protect their own ministry and their yes. own name and their own yes. income, whatever the reason, uh, people are going down with the ship and they are having a really hard time because a lot of them are. 
A lot of them are. And a lot of them are just flat out being deceived. Uh, One of the things that she said uh, when I was talking to Hallie yesterday, and Claire, you're going to meet her. She's coming into the team. She's a precious girl. But she was talking about uh, how the Lord had shown her, I hope I get this right, all of these different pastors in the area. And she felt like she needed to go to them and let them know, hey, you need to be preaching about repentance and all of these things. And she said, the Lord said to her, they're unclean birds, unclean birds. And I said, oh, so they're dirty birds. They're dirty birds. They're just, they're not, they're not telling the truth. And there's a tremendous accountability that's coming because of what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be quiet because I don't want to just start, you know me, I'll start just preaching. (laughs) (laughs) So go go ahead and uh, wherever you want to pick up there, that's fine. We're, you know, this is completely Holy Spirit led time. We're just waiting on God for what he wants to say to everybody. You guys, we did pray about this before we started and prayed over you all, which is what we do every day. We pray over all of our brothers and sisters in Christ that come to the channel, not just there, but all of the ones that are at the well and at the, and in the brokenhearted church and just our brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the world. We just found out, I'll I'll say this and then I'll stop. We just found out a few minutes ago that today, which is June 24th, 2022, they just overturned Roe versus Wade. And we are expecting a lot to happen in the States. We're expecting things not to go well. So anyway, uh, back to you, Claire. I just wanted to say that's kind of, that's something that's going on right now and the body of Christ has to be ready and there have to be safe places where people can go. Meet him at the well is one of those safe places yes. to be able to talk, to be yes. able to be encouraged yes. and, and strengthened, just edified in the Lord yes. uh, by other sisters in Christ and the brokenhearted church is as well. And as again, I'll say they are both on Facebook and I know you guys don't like Facebook. Oh, I said I was going to stop, but I got to say this. Uh, We do have someone who is building a brand new website for us. And as soon as it's ready, we're going to transition over to that site because one of the things we didn't like about our current site was we wanted to uh, create a safe place for our family in God to be able to come and talk freely about things. And so that's in the works, you guys. Please keep that in prayer. Okay, Claire, back to you. Yeah. Well, in 1991... Well, 21 years after uh, I got evicted from my marriage in the church, uh, I came back to the Lord. But this time, I found what I'd been looking for then. I found God's love. I found his acceptance. I spent two weeks crying out to the Lord, tears pouring down my face, unable to work at my drawing board because of the the pain that was in my heart and and the tears that coursed down my face, just longing to know God, to truly know him as the Bible described him to be. For me to, to be able to see him, to be able to feel and to know the reality of him. And I, this is what I was crying out. I said, you know, if you even want me to go back to New Zealand and go back to that church, I will go back. Whatever you want me to do, I will do it. But I need to find you. 
So one day he took me outside and I sat on the back steps and I just screamed out, I need you. And he came. He told me to go back inside and take out my Bible that had been in wraps for 21 years in a polythene bag. It was all hard and crinkly and yellowed and my Bible smelled horrible when I took it out because it had been in wraps for 21 years. I couldn't look at it. I couldn't. I could not open that Bible because of the condemnation that I felt was on me. And I opened it up. He said, look at Luke 15. I couldn't remember what Luke 15 was. But when I opened that chapter of that amazing uh, account of God's love, it broke me down. For three days, I, I wept before him. I could feel all the pain, all the hurt, all, all the years of sin and, and mess that it just washed away, washed away by God's love, by the blood of Jesus Christ who died for me. And from that moment on, for seven years, it was just him and me, just him, just me and the Bible. I buried myself in the word. I devoured it. I found the heart and the love of God in his word as the Holy Spirit opened it up to me. I spend hours every day praying to go out in the morning and pray. I would go back home. I'd read the word. I'd work at my desk and I would, as I was working at my little desk, I would be saying the word as I, as I worked and thinking about what I'd been reading. And then I'd go out in the afternoon and on my prayer walks with him again, just holding hands with my God and talking to him. It was an awesome time where he built me up and where I began to see, I could see from the outside looking in where the church was headed and it was sad. I felt so sad because they had a religion. They had these things that they did and the things that we still do thinking that God loves us because of the things that we do. No, he loves us because of what we are. That's what he loves. And that's what he seeks. He seeks our hearts, not our doing on a Sunday morning, not our doing uh, all these other things that we think that make, that he, make us acceptable to him. No, he loves he wants to have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with, with us. He wants to be a whisper in our ear. He wants to be a thought in our heart. He wants to be our God, our Father, our Abba to us. That's what he wants from us. And that's what I found in those years. And, and now I know him. Now I know him and no, nobody can take that from me. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, you know, uh, one of the things, and I know you learned this as well, as you walked in the relationship with him, the things that you do for him and for his kingdom come out of the place of love for you. For him. Right. And yes. it's not a, it's not a, a works mentality. It's yes. a, my king wants me to, do these things. He wants me to clean up my life. He wants yes. me to 
He wants me to love other people. He told me all the things he wants me to do and how he wants me to be. It comes back to that whole thing about how God is going to have a holy bride. Yeah. It's what he wants. And so many people are offended by that word holy. They just yeah. they misunderstand it and think that when we say that, uh, if we say we're holy, then somehow we think we're better than everybody when the reality of it is simply that yes. we've been set apart by God to be yes. his children and his bride. Yes. It's that set apartness that that that's the holiness. And then we learn to walk as a set apart people. And that's what you were doing those yes. seven years. Yes. And, and I would venture to say you're still on that journey like I am, like all of us who love him, we want to know what he wants because we want to please him because we love him yes. because we love him. Yes. And uh, there are just so many people that think, well, I just said a prayer or I just, I went and got baptized. I said a prayer. I can just continue to live like I live. Yeah. And that's the same thing as a man and woman getting married and uh, the husband or the wife continuing to sleep around with other people yes, and continue absolutely. to do everything else. And God hates our spiritual adultery. Absolutely, our spiritual adultery, where we are, we say that we're his, but then we just go about our business and do whatever we feel like. And we do not, we do not live like a holy people. And then when we're in the churches and the churches are saying, well, this is what you have. Just do this, this, and this, and you're good. You're good. And the Lord's going, just like you said earlier, he is establishing his church. Yes. Not man's church. That's right. God's church. And it's That's not right. a building. It's yes. not any of that kind of stuff. Yes. It is that relationship with yes. him, that love yes. for him, that love for one another. That's what he's doing. Absolutely. So, yeah. Isn't this awesome? I love that. I love that. Now, Claire, tell everybody where you are. You are in, well, you don't have to tell us specifics. I'm, I'm in North Carolina now. Absolutely. God sent me over to America in 2005. Did you talk and about that for a minute? What did you want to come? Well, I didn't really want to come. <laughs> I, I loved where I was. <laughs> it was my home. Um, I'm putting you I'm on the spot walking. about this because I know you, you really didn't want to come. <laughs> I didn't really want to come. But, but then, you know, it, what it, happened? Wasn't, What's this? it wasn't and it isn't about me. I know. Me. I know. It's not about me. I know. It's I just want to. I know, but this is such a do. powerful, beautiful testimony. He wanted you to come, and he asked <laughs> you to come, and you said, what did you say? Uh, I said, I said to him, why me? Why me? I kept on saying, why me? And you know what the answer was? Because you're willing. Right. Because you're willing. Right. That was all. He didn't say, uh, I, I, I want you, because you're this or that or anything. It was just because I was willing. Because he knew my heart and he knew that all he had to do was to ask me to do something, regardless of how I felt about it, I would do it because he asked me to do it. Yeah. And he would give me, he would equip me and he would give me all that I needed to be able to do it. So I came over here in 2005, just after the Hurricane Katrina catastrophe, and I came here to serve. I didn't come here for any other reason but to serve him. And, and that's what you, I've been doing ever since. Yes. And and how did you find America when you got here? How did you... What you did really you really want me to tell you? Yes, I do. I do. I know. 
but I want you to tell, I want you to share it because we are, we want you to meet people here. And you guys, I'm just going to say this really quickly. I mentioned earlier, if you're just now coming into the video, I mentioned earlier, if you want to connect with Claire, whether you're male or female, you can go on Facebook and uh, join and, and be part of the Broken Hearted Church. That's the name of it, the Broken Hearted Church. And it's on Facebook. Or if you're female and you just want the exclusivity of just and the freedom of being able to con, uh, communicate with other women without concern that, you know, about topics that you may not want a man to hear about, then you can go to meet him at the well there. And we are going to be moving those two entities to the new website as soon as it's up. So, yes, I do want you to share with how you <laughs> felt about this country. Please do not beat me up. No, I think Please it's great. Please do not beat I... me up. Uh, I, <laughs> I've learned to duck very quickly. Yes. <laughs> okay. I must say it was a culture shock. Even though I came from Australia, it was a culture shock. I came, arrived in Kansas City and... Uh, I went to a little satellite town of Kansas City where a lot of very prosperous and wealthy people lived. And I could, I could hardly get my head around the, uh, how do I put it? You, you could say prosperity. I just finished reading what Brother Yoon said about the church here in America. And this, we, we have been brought up to believe that uh, God just wants to bless us with all sorts of stuff. Yeah. We've lost, and because of that, we've become like the Laodicean church in, 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 in Revelation chapter 3. Yeah. Just like it. Just like it. I saw brand new couches sitting at the side of the road outside these expensive homes where somebody had bought furniture. Nah, didn't like that really very much. Nah, I'll put it out there. Somebody can take it. I'll get a new one. Um, the, the houses and, and the people were just there was stuff coming out of everything, stuff. Well, their, their new cars, their, um, their homes filled with, with so much stuff. Everything was about um, success in this world. Everything. The churches that I, I put my, uh, that I would go and visit were, peopled by the same people who thought that God was just there to bless them with stuff for this world. And it's so sad um, to see that because what, what it boils down to is that we're so busy looking after that. We have no time for the Lord. What we do is that we fill our lives with success and accomplishing things and, and having two cars and, uh, or three cars and, and a fancy house and, and nice clothes and all this and, and, and a, a whole bunch of children that, that 
are dressed well and have got their degrees in this and that and the other thing. We take pride in all that. We pay a lot of money out in, in insurances to make sure that it's, it's uh, safe. We take a lot of time taking care of that when God says that we should be serving him. There's, it's such a, a, a complete opposite of what God is calling us to do. Somebody said that um, today that God died when, the, or seemingly, God died when the disciples passed away. That no longer, thank you, no longer were no, no long, uh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Okay, the disciples, people thought when God died, when, when the Lord died, yes. then the disciples passed but, away. But, but, the, but that, uh, and the, the Holy Spirit is no longer at work. But he is. It's just yes, that we is. don't see him in America doing the things that he, he did then. In India, in Tibet, in Nepal, in, in those uh, countries where people have absolutely nothing nothing at all don't even have a cake of soap to wash themselves with the only thing that they do have is their faith in god and they see people raised from the dead they don't have doctors so the only one that's going to heal them is god and he does because they trust him to do it and they see it happening every day it's a normal natural way of life for them they don't have food but he provides where are we? What are we doing? Are we telling them, are we, we feeding them our unbelief by saying that God doesn't do these things? Absolutely. That's what we're doing. We're living in unbelief because yes. we're not putting our trust in God. We're not saying, yes, he can heal. I've seen people healed. I had, my neck was frozen. I couldn't move my neck. I have x-rays to prove the damage that had been done to my, my neck and the spine, my spinal cord. I put my trust in God. I said, God, you want me to, do my, to work for you? I will gladly work for you. I will gladly work for you. But you're going to be my rear guard. I've got to put my health in your hands. You take care of my health and my provision and I'll just go. And that's exactly what he did. He healed my neck that was unbelievable. I, I, I couldn't move. I was in terrible pain. I had blurred vision. My hands had gone to sleep. I had so much damage done to the spot, my spinal cord. I would have ended up a quadriplegic and I would be by today if he hadn't healed me. You tell me there's no God. That's right, there is. Absolutely. And then dying of, of cancer of the pancreas, a friend of mine, I prayed for him. I prayed for him. I spent days praying for him when he was in hospital about to have his, his pancreas removed. To the doctor's absolute stunned surprise, the cancer had vanished. You tell me that wasn't God. You tell me that wasn't God. I prayed for a man over here who had been deafened by playing in a, in a rock band most of his life, who was in his early 50s, and he was, he was deaf. I put both hands on his ears, and I asked the Lord to heal him. In an instant of time, he could hear. 
you tell me that there's no God and that he's not working in, in the lives of people. It's just our unbelief that says he's not. Well, you know, I, no, I think that's great. I'm just over here applauding you. I think it's wonderful because people need to hear this. And we have a lot of people who know this and believe this, but we still have a lot of people in the body of Christ. And I think those are the ones that are still inside the titanic and drowning and crying out for help that yes. don't know this or don't believe this and i'm just reminded of the scripture where he said whoever comes to him must believe that he is, he is. and that he's a rewarder. he's a rewarder you know it's not just i mean it doesn't it's not good enough for us just to come to him we have to believe that he rewards those who diligently yes. seek him and we yes. can't put a time limit on anything but we also cannot stand in unbelief and go, well, I just don't think that's going to happen, God. I mean, I know it says this. It's like we put this, I don't know, door over our heads, so to yes. speak. And say, well, Father, we open the door and say, well, Father, I'm asking you to do this. And I believe you will. And then we slam the door shut and say, I'm not letting you in. I'm not going to believe it. I just you right. won't do it. I won't do it. I'm not good enough. You don't love me enough. My pastor said you don't heal today. People that are in denominations that say, everything died with the uh death yeah. of the last apostle yeah. and just all of that garbage garbage that's being yes. poured into people's yes. minds and into their and they're believing the stuff mm. and so they have no hope how could they have any hope that's right well, that's just it i mean this this is the way it is this is all there is to look forward to this is all we've Absolutely. got so what yeah. kind of ineffective god do we serve and yes. that's why he said, you have to believe that I am and that I reward the one who diligently. Yes. yes. I posted something this morning on um, the, at the well okay. uh, about hope, a big Good. thing about hope. And I posted it also at, at the Broken Hearted Church. Good. If we don't have hope, we have nothing. That's really. right. That's right. That's exactly but right. Hope is eternal in Christ. Yes. 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 Well, do you want to add anything else before we before we close our time together? I really would love to go on for hours, but <laughs> no, but we can't do that. So, is there anything you want to say to the to the viewers that God's just laying on your heart? Because we have, as you know, we have so many people that come to the channel at all different stages of their walks. Yes. We have people that are very mature in their walk yes. with the Lord. We have brand new babies and we yes. have everything in between. Yes. We have people that are on the verge. I get these little messages every once in a while. Well, I just feel like I might as well just give up because you know it just seems like it's too much for me to do. And I don't think I'm ever gonna make it into the kingdom and blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's you know the enemy talking to them. And then they're just, confirming that with the words of their mouth so i'm not saying specifically address that i'm just saying is there anything god's putting on your heart to share with people that you know whatever well, that may be my my greatest urge would be to say to all who hear whether they're mature christians or whether they just gave their lives over to the lord yesterday don't put your trust in man. Man is fallen until Christ returns. That's the condition of mankind. Yes, he has redeemed us, 
but don't put your trust in man. Man will always let you down. Put your trust in God. Don't walk with man. Don't look sideways and, and look for the acclaim, for the affirmation from man and from the wisdom of man. Put your trust in God. That was where I got my strength from. Believing the word. Believe the word. What the word says, believe it. It's, the, it's from the, the mind, the heart, and the thoughts of God himself. Believe the word. Trust in the word. Do a Peter. Step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. Even if you know full well because nature tells you that if you walk on the water, you're going to sink. That's absolute insanity, according to the world. Right. But according to God, all things are possible to those who believe and put their trust in Jesus Christ. He stepped out of the boat, but he had his eyes on Jesus. And it was only when he took his eyes off Jesus because he got distracted that he started to sink. And that's what will happen to us. So put your eyes on Jesus and anything is possible. Anything is possible. He will lead you. He will not cause you to fall. He will not cause any harm to come to you when your trust is in him. Now, I want to just address one thing that you said in there because that's all really good. But I know that there are people that are going to go, well, she said all things are possible. And this is another way uh, scripture gets twisted. I'm sure you've encountered yeah. this as well, where people go, well, then it's it's also that uh, prosperity gospel thing that says mm -hmm. all you have to do is just say that's what you're going to have and you'll get it. All yeah, you have right. to do is uh, if you believe him, all you have to do is mentally believe him and you can have anything you want. Mm. And my understanding, which may be different, I don't know, but my understanding is those things that he has for us are Absolutely. the things that are possible. Absolutely. That we go to him and say, well, I believe in you. So I'm just going to believe that I'm going to get a uh, million dollars and a brand new car and a brand new house. If that's what he has for us. Okay. But if it's not, he's not under any obligation just because we said those words Absolutely. to give us what we are yes. saying, because it's that, uh, Oh, what's the scripture? Uh, when you ask, don't ask amiss. Don't ask for things that you yes. consume them on your own flesh, because that's just, you know, you have to believe him that he's going to respond. But you Absolutely. also have to be aware that if you're asking just out of greed and selfishness, he's under absolutely no obligation. It's Absolutely. And it was the walk with the disciples that he was teaching them. Look, you remain in me and then you can know. Everything is yes. possible. Everything, because you're remaining in me, so your heart is for me. Absolutely. So you're not going to be asking for stupid stuff. You're mm -hmm. not going to be asking to consume things on the lust of your flesh. You're going to be asking because you know me, you love me, and it's going to be, you're going to be thinking like I think about yes. the kingdom of God and what yes. God wants and all of Absolutely. that. So yeah. so, yeah, I just, I just yeah. thought we should probably say that because... People abuse that all of the time. Absolutely, they do. Now, you see, it, it, he said, uh, if you, if you, you, I will grant you. Now, uh, I'll start again. 
if you ask according to his will, according to his will, yes, he will hear us. First John 14, 5, yeah. 14 and 15, 13 through 15. Yeah. To ask according to the will of God. Yes. Not according to our desires necessarily, because right. as James, Jesus' brother said, we ask amiss to, to uh, feed it to our, our lusts and the things right. that we want. And that's right. why we say, well, God didn't answer my prayers. What were we asking? Was it according to his will? Was it according to what we wanted just, just uh, to, to feed it, uh, feed ourselves? Or was it according to the will of God? Now, well, how do we know what the will of God is? Pick up your Bible and read it. That's what the will of God is. Yes. Yes. Until you're in the relationship, you don't know what he wants. How can you know what he wants? It, you know, it's just like I heard a saying years ago, and I thought it was so good, so very accurate. I've never forgotten. You know, there are times, we'll just use the example of uh, a preacher. If you are not in the relationship with father and you don't know what he wants, there may be times that he wants to come in your preaching as the lion. Yes. And there may be times he wants to come as the lamb. And if yes. you're not in, in tune with him, not in sync with him, you may be standing in front of the brokenhearted church and wagging your finger and saying the lion, the lion, the lion, and, you know, just beating the people with stuff that when they yes. are sitting there going, I need, help me. I need healing. I've already been beaten enough. So yes. in order to know how to minister, you, you have to be in the relationship. I told somebody yesterday, um, this wonderful example the Lord gave me years ago of how people just usurp God's authority. They think that he's, you know, okay with them just without being in that relationship, without having that authority of his spirit with them because they have spent that time, because they've come to know him. And so it's, he said, it's like uh, somebody just decides one day they want to be a policeman. So they just go out and buy a badge and put it on their chest. They go, I'm a policeman. I'm going to write tickets. I'm going to arrest people and all this kind of stuff. But they've never met the police chief. They've never gone through the academy. Yes. They've never learned how to use a weapon yes. properly, and they are out there being workers of lawlessness. Yes. They are out there just doing whatever they feel like doing and thinking God's going to touch that and it's going to be okay. Absolutely. But if we're going to walk in the authority of God, we have to know him. And yes. even though we only know him a tiny bit, I, I don't care. I still believe no matter how long eternity forward or however all of that looks no matter how long it is we can sit at his feet every day and still not know everything there is to know him mm. billions and billions and billions of years from now i mean mm. all through eternity because i mean he's going to let us know him but we're never going to know all there is to we'd probably blow up <laughs> so we have to have the relationship with him before we can even consider that he might be, you know, what if he wants to give us authority to do things, but, but we don't know, we're not walking with him. And so we're just thinking, well, I said the prayer, I got baptized. Now put the badge on my chest. I'm going to go out and the Lord's going, no, whoa, whoa, wait, this is my kingdom. 
not yours. We're going to do it my way or not at all. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, I have had so much fun doing this with you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you were our first one. I've known you the longest and um, I'm excited for all the other team members that are going to be coming and sharing however they're going to share. I think Dave and Amelia are going to be sharing from their boat. I said, I want you to share from your boat. And I want you to make sure you pan the water (laughs) and show us the boat. So when they get out, um, I think they're planning on being out about the 15th of July. I don't know if they're going to get out sooner than that, but whenever they'll get their, their uh, video sent to us and we'll, we'll put them up. But I really wanted the, I really wanted our subscribers to know that this is not the Vicki and Chuck show. This is God has put people around us who love him yes. and have wisdom and maturity. And uh, it's just it's such a huge blessing for those of you who don't know, and probably most of you don't know, on Saturday mornings, we meet with our team, and it's called Saturday Circle, Sabbath, we spend time, you know, however the Lord leads us in that time, and it's always so precious to all of us, we are actually doing what people call going to church at that time, (laughs) right, people are going to understand it, this is the church, not the building. That's the building. right. Thank you. Church, church <laughs> yeah. is the people. And yeah. we meet, and you know, I hear that a lot of people say, well, you're not supposed to forsake the assembly. Well, we don't. Sometimes we assemble like this on Zoom. Sometimes we assemble in somebody's home with somebody mm-hmm. else. Sometimes it's over the back fence with a cup of tea. It's yeah. how God brings the body together. And it's yes. like, it can't be the man-made thing. It has That's to be the right. God thing. Oh. That's right. Well, well you and I are doing church right now. We absolutely are. And that's why I said, I know I have to cut this off because if I don't, we'll talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Claire Bear. You guys, if you want to find her, please go on Facebook. And if you're not on Facebook, just, you know, be patient, even if you just go for that, because I know there's a lot of yuck on Facebook. Uh, but that's why we're going to move it as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can always join for now, just at least to go to either, either meet him at the well or the brokenhearted church. Or if you're a woman, you, may, you can go to both. But um, and just find her there and find the other wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ. I go. I'm not on there as much as I would like, you know, to be able to read everybody's stuff. But when I do go on, I am amazed at some of the beautiful, incredibly wise things that people are posting yeah. and sharing yeah. just so yeah. much love yeah. and so much wisdom yeah. pouring out of those of, of those uh, posts so yes. yeah amen well yeah. thank you sweetheart you are welcome you are welcome um, go ahead and i wish everybody a very blessed day today and trust in the lord because we are facing going i believe we're going to face some pretty rough times especially after that uh um that came down today would you like to there is an awesome pastor you guys would you like to pray over everybody before we end the video okay 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 Um, father god our lord our abba I come before you this day and I bring all of those who hear this video.
and those who don't even hear this video but are a part of the body of Christ. I pray for each one of them, Lord, that you will strengthen them with might by your spirit in the inner man, that they may walk with you all the days of their lives. They will not turn to the left or to the right, but they will keep their eyes focused on you, their faces fit, set like flint towards you, that their hope will be in you and that they will seek you, that they will seek you with all of their hearts. Because we know too, Father, that when we seek you with all of our hearts see, and we stand on your truth that the enemy has to flee. Lord, we just pray for people, every single one who's sick at this moment, and those who, Father God, who have a great need, that you will fill all the needs of, of, of your people, Father. That you will take care of your sheep. That you will cause us to lie down in green pastures. You will lead us beside the still waters. You'll restore our souls, Father God. The souls of those who are desperately in need of salvation and of healing. Dear Lord, I just commit each one to you. As Jesus prayed in, in, in John 17, he prayed for all those who are yet to come. That's us. I pray, Father God, for all of those and stand in agreement with him. That, Lord, that you will make us one as he and his father are one. We just thank you and praise you in all of this, dear Lord. And we look forward to that day of his return. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and thank you and give you all the glory. Amen. And thank you, Claire. You guys, I'm going to post in the description box the information for contacting Claire through Facebook. And um, I hope you guys will reach out to her. I, I really believe you'll be blessed by what you find there and by the ministry that she so beautifully provides for the women and for the at well and for those who come to the Brokenhearted Church. I love you, sis. I'm going to hang us up now, okay? Love you, sweetheart. You have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Now, I got to figure out how to, how to hang us up. Hold on. Okay, you guys. I'll see you later.